Welcome to the Wall Street Journal for Wednesday, October 18th, 2017, from Audible. Today, you'll hear these five stories. Senators reach deal to shore up health insurance markets. U.S.-backed forces capture last ISIS urban stronghold. Two Chinese nationals charged with fentanyl trafficking. Why more men are becoming nurses. And Amazon and big apartment landlords strike deals on package delivery. From the politics section of the Wall Street Journal, Senators reach deal to shore up health insurance markets by Stephanie Armour and Christina Peterson. Two senators on Tuesday finalized the basic contours of a bipartisan deal designed to shore up the nation's health insurance markets while giving states more say in how they implement rules set out by the Affordable Care Act. The bill would, among other things, preserve for two years the billions of dollars in payments made to insurers to help offset consumers' out-of-pocket costs, lawmakers and aides said. President Donald Trump last week said his administration would be ending the payments, a move Democrats and health analysts have feared would lead to rising premiums and scant insurer participation on the individual markets. The bill forged by Senators Lamar Alexander, Republican from Tennessee, and Patty Murray, Democrat from Washington, caps almost three months of talks to forge an agreement that aims to appeal to both parties. Senator Murray and I have an agreement, Mr. Alexander told reporters, outlining the broad contours of the deal. Democrats feel like there are protections there, he said, and at the same time we give significant flexibility to states. Aside from extending the cost-sharing payments to insurers, the bill would also restore $106 million in federal funding for outreach over the ACA's open enrollment season that begins November 1st, people familiar with the deal said. The Trump administration in August said it would cut nearly $116 million from advertising and outreach programs. The uncertainty and the dysfunction cannot continue. Ms. Murray told reporters, in a concession to Republicans, the legislation would expand eligibility to the ACA's limits on bare-bones health insurance plans, known as catastrophic plans, that offer low premiums but high deductibles. These plans are now only available to people under age 30 or those who can show that buying plans with more robust benefits would pose an economic hardship. The bill would enable people over age 30 to get the plans without showing an economic hardship. The deal could face opposition among conservative Republicans opposed to any measures that bolster the ACA, commonly called Obamacare. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, Republican from Kentucky, acknowledged the deal Tuesday but didn't take a stance on it. We haven't had a chance to think about the way forward, he told reporters. The bill also grants states greater leeway in their ability to get federal waivers from the ACA. It would allow for a shorter federal review period, as well as other changes aimed to make it easier for states to get and fashion the waivers, the people familiar with the deal said. From the world section of the Wall Street Journal, U.S.-backed forces capture last ISIS urban stronghold by Maria Abi Habib and Nazi Osirin. U.S.-backed forces said Tuesday they have captured Islamic State's de facto capital of Raqqa, Syria, wrenching away the terror group's last major urban stronghold in the Middle East. The Kurdish-led Syrian Democratic Forces, backed by U.S. airstrikes and American special forces on the ground, said they had completed their four-month battle for the city Islamic State used as a nerve center to plan and stage attacks on the West. The military operations within the city are completely over, said Talal Silo, an SDF spokesman. The opposition monitoring group Syrian Observatory for Human Rights also said the SDF had cleared Raqqa of Islamic State fighters. 
U.S. military officials stopped short of calling Raqqa liberated, saying instead it would be soon. Army Colonel Rob Manning, a Pentagon spokesman, told reporters that 85% of the city had been liberated. Raqqa was the first major city to fall under Islamic State control and became synonymous with the group's reign of terror across the caliphate, or religious empire. There were public beheadings for blasphemy, crucifixions for murder, and child soldiers radicalized and taught to kill. It also held some of the most important assets and institutions for the group's state-like operations in Syria. It served as a capital, where its highest courts ruled on cases appealed in other Syrian towns under Islamic State control. At the height of its power in 2014, Islamic State ruled a contiguous territory the size of Belgium in Iraq and Syria, with satellites of control from Nigeria to Afghanistan. With the fall of Raqqa, however, that empire is now largely destroyed, and the cities Islamic State occupied have been reduced to rubble under the weight of American-led airstrikes and its own explosives. But the group leaves in its wake a generation of radicalized youths and an internet network that still recruits new jihadists and proselytizes an extremist ideology that won't die, despite the best American efforts to kill it. Islamic State has continued to claim responsibility for deadly terror attacks around the world in a bid to project power. The defeat comes three months after the fall of Mosul, Iraq's second-largest city and the largest urban center that had been under Islamic State's control. As the SDF penetrated Raqqa, Islamic State was pushed back into the city, eventually converging on a sports stadium, which the group used as a fortified compound to make a last stand. On Tuesday, SDF fighters said they had secured the stadium, ending the battle for the city. They said they were clearing mines and looking out for Islamic State sleeper cells that could launch counterattacks. Preparations for the recapture began nearly a year ago, with the SDF and U.S. Special Forces on the ground, supported by American airstrikes, taking the hinterlands of Raqqa to inch...